The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert. The story. Headline. The spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. From the official radio network of the PRSA, WebmasterRadio.fm presents exclusive coverage of the annual Public Relations Society of America's International Conference. The PRSA International Conference is the public relations industry's largest annual learning and networking event, drawing thousands of public relations and communications professionals from all practice areas and levels of experience who want to learn, share, make industry connections, and ultimately advance their careers. This year's conference theme, Delivering Value, recognizes public relations' role as a driver of business outcomes central to organizational success and the value that public relations professionals deliver to clients and their organizations. Conference attendees may choose from more than 80 professional development sessions led by 175 of the best and brightest industry thought leaders. Sessions focus on everything from innovative public relations strategies to effective tactics and techniques to industry best practices. More than one quarter of the conference learning sessions will focus on new and social media strategies, tactics, and measurement. Reflective of the economic times, the conference will feature several sessions on communicating during times of economic weakness, including managing financial communications in the age of restructuring, crisis, and litigation, keeping employees focused during tough economic times. When a recession hits, reputation matters more than ever. How to leverage technology to meet strategic communication goals during a downsized economy. And how to build your public relations career in a challenging economy. This year's event will take place November 7th through 10th, 2009 at the San Diego Marriott Hotel and Marina. For more information or to register, please visit www.prsa.org forward slash IC 2009. Now, here is your host. Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babbin of WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome to this edition of Cover Story. We're super excited to have with us, joining us for the Public Relations Society of America's International Conference, the Tuesday, November 10th keynote, which is Bob Garfield. He is a, a columnist, critic, SAS pundit, international lecturer, and obscure broadcast personality. I like saying that, obscure broadcast personality. He isn't exactly a media whore, but he's an extremely promiscuous person. Garfield's ad review is a prominent feature of Advertising Age, where each week he singles out an ad for praise or ridicule, and thus has become among the more pitifully groveled before figures in trade magazine history. Um, He backed into this gig after three years writing one of the least successful feature columns in the annals of newspaper syndication in another life, 
is a co-host of NPR's weekly magazine program, On the Media. Uh, this followed by a dozen years as a commentator correspondent for NPR's All Things Considered, dubbed by the New York Times as the Charles Corralt of Bizarro World. He specialized in quirky Americana, an act he took to television, as well as producing pieces for public TV, syndication, and CBS News. I mean, his list of accomplishments goes on and on. He's been a contributing editor for the Washington Post magazine, Civilization, and the op-ed page of U.S. Today. He has also written for the New York Times, Playboy, Sports Illustrated, and many other publications. A collection of his work titled Waking Up Screaming from the American Dream was published by Scribner in 1997, favorably reviewed and, oh, not quickly forgotten. That's my little input. Uh, his new manifesto on advertising, and now a few words for me, was recently published by McGraw-Hill. Garfield co-wrote Tag Your It, a snappy country song performed by Willie Nelson and wrote an episode of the short-lived NBC sitcom Sweet Surrender. Although the only words he recognized in the actual show were several familiar pro- uh, prepositions, he also created and produced Know It All, a retro 60s quiz show which four networks politely declined to broadcast, but which is still available. Call anytime. Operators are standing by. Garfield has won a half dozen minor journalism prizes and two national press club poker championships. He lives in suburban Washington, D.C., where in separate instances, 11 months apart, he has twice been near rear-ended by federal employees. And of course, his new book, the Chaos Scenario is um, out everywhere. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and of course, go over to chaosscenario.net. I am out of breath. Without further ado, welcome, Bob Garfield. Well, thank you very much, Brandy. Wow. I'm dizzy reading your CV. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just breathe into a paper bag. Everything will be fine. Is that it? I know, but then where do I put my microphone? <laughs> uh, good point. Thank you. <laughs> so... Let's go back a little bit. For people that don't know, can we talk a little bit about your entrance into this community, into the advertising age, so to speak? Uh, Well, I've been, uh, for the last 24 years, I have been writing ad criticism for advertising age. Commercial, uh, I I get a commercial, usually before it's about to break, I decide whether it's any good. Uh, If it is good, why? If it's not good, why? And I review it across all kinds of criteria from... Uh, creativity, cleverness, uh, photo composition, music, you name it, to ethics, morality, st- uh, business strategy, and so on. And I synthesize all of those factors, and I come out with a star rating, which has become very, very important in that little world. So that's how I've been making my living. But uh, it started to occur to me some, you know, like so over the last 10 years, that the little world that I play this role in is... Uh, is under uh, threat. It's in great jeopardy of simply collapsing because the the uh, digital revolution, which holds so much promise and is so many great things for us, you know, not the least of which is uh, YouTube and EasyPass. Uh, it's uh, it's it's undercutting the the business models for both mass media and mass marketing, and which is bad for a lot of people. Including me, because I make a living, you know, in the traditional, traditional. media, mm-hmm. criticizing the traditional media. So, uh, anyway, I started writing about that, and now, lo, these many years later, it has resulted in the book, The Chaos Scenario, which lays out the problem and tries to find some solutions. 
Okay, so let's talk about that because I think, you know, what I have here for your descriptor for your your keynote at the PRSA is, is traditional media falling apart before our eyes? And more importantly, are we prepared to pick up the pieces? Bob Garfield, columnist, critic, essayist, I love pundit, uh, international lecturer and broadcast personality, explores the topic in his latest book, thechaosscenario.net. Bob, you do have a bird's eye view. I mean, from almost every aspect of advertising and PR and and marketing, and you've seen this coming like a a freight train. How do you see this really impacting us, and how how far behind the curve are we as a global community? Well, I've got to say that I I predict the fundamentally the collapse of mass media. I predict fundamentally the collapse of mass marketing. I mean, I think advertising is pretty much over. I mean, search will get bigger and bigger and bigger, and display will get smaller and smaller and smaller till it's, you know, scarcely, uh, till certainly uh, on uh, as television loses its primacy, uh, magazines and newspapers uh, uh, printed on, you know, dead trees, uh, a- advertising will get less and less important, and as an industry, it'll just shrivel to nothing. PR, you would think, would be just as much in trouble as everybody else, because after all, for its entire history, it has depended on, uh, at least on the publicity generation side, uh, getting its uh, its clientele's name in the newspaper, on mm-hmm. TV, getting getting mass media placements. I right. mean, that's the name of the game, and that's how you earn the big money. Traditionally, uh, traditionally. Mm-hmm. However, if you know, so if mass media goes away, you're like, oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> right, from a traditional standpoint. But let me ask you a question. But, but the okay. opposite is true, in mm-hmm. fact, because uh, people, marketers and other institutions will still have to reach their constituencies, but they're going to have to do it, you know, not in one fell swoop with in the mass media with, you know, a, a single great hit, you know, a pickup in the uh, New York Times, or something. right? You're going to have to aggregate these audiences. One at a time and put them together piecemeal, which means PR people are extremely well positioned because it's going to be more important than ever for uh, institutions to have professional help first identifying and then reaching these many, many, many fragmented constituencies that together uh, add up to be what the mass audience used to offer. Which I think we're, you know, in a a unique position from a PR perspective because, you know, the way that I think people are becoming used to utilizing the internet. You know, people talked about transparency, which that word is beginning to bug me. But true, if you can slice and dice your audience, whatever that is, or your various audiences from a company perspective, and engage, you know, from a citizen journalism potential standpoint, engage your various audiences. You now have like your future beta, te- you know, beta testers. You have people that can give you great feedback. You have people that can evangelize you. Yeah, well, I mean, you have just put your finger on what I call uh, the art and science of listenomics, which mm-hmm. is to to get away, throw away the microphone, or I should say the megaphone, <laughs> okay. uh, because there's no point trying to t- talk to everybody all at once because they're not listening to you. They are listening to one another talk about you. They, I mean, they've just ceased to be the the mute hoi polloi, and people have minds of their own, and they and they share it among one another, often about you. So in the first instance, you have to shut up and listen to what they have to say just because if they're pissed off at you, you're in big trouble. Right. I mean, you do not want a mob coalescing around you when the mob is, you know, is, wants to set fire to the, to the castle. 
So that's number one. But as you said, the the group formerly known as the dumb audience, which most you know institutions have seen as just votes or credit card uh, numbers or you know asses in a pew, uh, they they are real life human beings with with free will, and they also have the aggregated IQ, energy, passion, loyalty, and p- the potential for evangelism that you've never had access to before. Yeah, and they're All not your cheap. Big high-priced talent, your your in-house talent, your your consultants, you've never had access to the accumulated brain power and energy that you now uh, that now just sits there waiting to be mined. And uh, that's that's a good thing. I mean, that's that's a part of the digital revolution that, you know, once it's done destroying lots of industries, uh, is going to uh, hold so much promise for so many. But what do we do? I mean, like you said, 400 years of traditional advertising blowing up in front of our faces. How yeah, how can fantastic. one... What? It's been fantastic. I mean, people think it's a birthright, you know, that, that advertising pay for a thoroughly underwrite or subsidized, highly produced media, news mm-hmm. and entertainment. Mm-hmm. They think it's the birthright because it's been that way for, you know, about 350 years since mm-hmm. the Elizabethan era. And it just seems like the natural order of things. But in fact, it's just kind of an accident of history. And the digital revolution has erased this, the structure, the underlying circumstances that made that accident of history just so delicious for so many people for so long. But yeah. it's over. And, and so now we have to see, you know, what the digital revolution will provide for us that will, it won't entirely repre- replace the good old days, but uh, will we'll somewhat replace it and in the meantime give us other opportunities that we never had before in all of human history. Yeah. And like, uh, PR no less than any mm-hmm. other industry because, you know, if, if you cling to the old, the old model of... Uh, Mass emailing, or, or you know, mass mass telephone calls to a hundred different news organizations, hoping against hope that you get one or two hits to show the client to keep that monthly check Retainer, coming in. Well, right. that's uh, that is not the way to run the business in the twenty first century. Okay, but if you can really put your labors behind identifying and reaching these much smaller fragments, uh, you uh, you. Uh, have an expertise that that all industries will all institutions will very much require and you should be in a much better position than you have in the history of your industry okay so let's do this bob let's take a quick break uh pay a little homage to our advertisers here and uh when we come back let's talk about capitalizing on the new era of digital marketing and media career success with it comes a better salary greater responsibility and industry prestige increase your chance for success by attending the prsa 2009 international conference november 7 through 10 in san diego learn from public relations thought leaders as they discuss the industry's hottest issues from social media to social responsibility hear keynoters ariana huffington todd buckholtz and Bob Garfield break down world events that influence business and affect you and network with industry contacts who can help you get ahead. Log on now to reserve your spot at the PRSA 2009 International Conference. 
To register, go to www.prsa.org. That's www.prsa.org. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online news release and content distribution service. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local pages affiliate network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Press this Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. From the official radio network of the PRSA, WebmasterRadio.fm presents exclusive coverage of the annual Public Relations Society of America's International Conference. Now, here is your host. Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babbin of WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to this very important edition of Cover Story. Our featured guest today is Bob Garfield. He's also a keynote at the Public Relations Society of America's International Conference, and uh, his focus is traditional media. Is traditional media falling apart before our eyes? And more importantly, are we prepared to pick up the pieces? Bob Garfield, columnist, critic, SAS pundit, international lecturer, and broadcast personality, explores this topic in his latest book, The Chaos Scenario, which you can pick up at your local bookstore uh, at Amazon, or also go on over to thechaosscenario.net. Welcome back, Bob. 
Thank you very much, Brandy. Yeah, it's great to be here. So, I mean, this is, it, it's true, you know, before the break we were talking about, you know, the enti- the sense of entitlement that people have had for years and years and years of serving up advertising sort of in the same format and how people have existed and ad agencies have existed doing things kind of the same way all the time and that's how they that's how they paid their bills and, and put their names on, uh, on on the front of their office or on the top of a big office building sometimes um, you know and things are ch- things are changing rapidly people I think are yeah bec- they're they're changing all right yeah well I mean because it's the mess mass advertising just is going away it's it's uh it it will not exist in anywhere near the the scope or scale that it has uh very very soon i mean it's it's we're watching an in this industry a couple of industries just disintegrate before our eyes because they have no business model for uh for the switch over to the digital world uh they they, they can't adapt because even if they could adapt to the technology they can't adapt to a uh, to the the uh, much smaller scales of audiences in a digital world, and you know they've been in the selling mass audiences business, and that is over. So uh, you know they're uh, they're poorly positioned, which is one of the reasons that these holding companies like WPP and Omnicom mm-hmm. have been trying to divest themselves of traditional advertising agency assets assets. And and to acquire uh, more below the line assets like PR, and uh, with the full understanding that PR will not be less important in a digital world, but more important. So uh, good for you. Yeah, they are. But like, take WPP for example. Um, I will I will uh, leave out the names of some of the companies that they've acquired, but they've had a hard time taking that battleship and and turning it to apply like to meld their traditional with like the new media so to speak yeah because everyone made the mistake including the chairman himself sir martin sorrell that you know that you could just sort of turn the battleship that you could adjust that you could adapt mm-hmm. but you can't adapt i mean young and rubicam a wpp agency can no more transition from the world of mass media to micromedia than uh, they can transition from uh, English to French. Right. I mean, it's in two entirely different vocabularies, two entirely uh, different grammars. And no, you have to stop doing it one way and start doing it another. And that means leaving behind everything that you had, Formally had developed before mm-hmm. over, let's say, the century-long history of Young and Rubicam. You know, so they, they build these digital silos and they, they talk a good game. But in fact, they're not financially set up to adapt to a digital world. Uh, their billing structure doesn't fit into a digital world, much less their expertise. So, uh, the, And that's why the advertising agency business is, is so thoroughly doomed. Well, it's hard. It's hard. You look at, you know, TV. We become an on-demand society. You know, people are, are buzzing right through commercials and not paying attention to commercials. And it's interesting to see a lot more commercials are becoming a lot more text heavy, <laughs> hoping that you'll see, you know, their, their, their text as you're whizzing by trying to, like, start the show at just the beginning of the TV show that you wanted. Or, or the sponsorship has now come back, which I find very interesting. Um, who's doing it right today, in your opinion? Uh, in the world of advertising, nobody's doing it right because they're all fighting a battle that cannot be won. I mean, it's just absolutely quixotic. They are tilting at, at windmills made of zeros and ones. 
<laughs> l- let me explain the problem is in a nutshell, and, okay. and then you'll understand why, for all the glib talk about the adjusting to a digital world, that it's an impossible task. First of all, the fragmentation of mass media means uh, much smaller audiences, and with those smaller audiences, you simply don't, even if you could keep getting more and more uh, higher and higher rates, advertising rates, on a cost per thousand basis, the way TV has been doing for the last 25 years, Mm -hmm. even if, for example, broadcast networks could keep charging more and more and more for smaller and smaller audiences, the sheer number of viewers does not generate enough ad revenue to continue to produce the highly uh, the highly produced, high production value, scripted dramas and sitcoms that have been television's bread and butter, you know, for for fifty plus years, and that's why we're seeing more and more of these crappy reality shows that, because they're so cheap to produce. That's why Jay Leno is in prime time five days a week, and you know, Dancing with the Former Stars or whatever is on, I believe now, uh, twelve days a week. It <laughs> is. It's uh, they they simply cannot generate uh, with any given show the kind of Avenue, advertising revenue they need to pay for the production. That's problem one. Problem two is ad avoidance. As you said, people are TiVoing right through commercials, and as as DVR pen- penetration increases, mm-hmm. so, uh, let's just say it, in 10 years it'll be 50%. Well, that's swell. That means of, of the 70% of the world who DVRs past TV commercials, times 50% of DVR penetration that will mean that within 10 years and probably four, uh, 35% of your advertising just goes out into space and nobody sees it. Right, completely and, devalued. Uh, and at, now that advertising rates are finally going down, not up, it is abs- it will be literally impossible for the broadcast networks to keep the lights on because the revenue will be too small, the... Uh, the uh, they won't be able to produce the high-quality shows. The audience will fragment further, and uh, exercise uh, advertisers will uh, speed up their exodus, and it will be a a, a vicious cycle, a, a tail, a, a a spiraling vortex of ruin. Then, by the way, uh, the the notion that they can keep raising prices to to uh, make up for the smaller audiences, no, that's over. As of the last TV upfront market this spring and summer in New York, mm-hmm. prices have started finally to go down. And they're going to go down, 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 because the Internet has created such a glut of content and therefore a glut of advertising inventory that all prices commanded by all publishers, whether broadcast TV or newspapers or online properties, they are going to go down, 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 too. In a, in a world of infinite supply, that means the prices go down. So right. they'll put even more pressure on old media, and I think you can see where this goes. It means that nobody, nobody, uh, whether it's Gourmet Magazine or CBS, will be able to uh, continue to do business. By the way, Gourmet folded today. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So let, let's talk about what people can do, you know, to to pick up the pieces, so to speak, and, and move forward in this new digital age? Well, I would like to tell you that the digital world is, provides all the, the solutions because the barriers for entry are so low. Mm-hmm. Everyone is now a content producer, and distribution uh, is no longer a barrier of entry because we can all, with a click of a mouse, uh, 
send and receive just about any digital file very, very rapidly. So mm-hmm. that's all good news. Uh, but th- the bad news is there's no business model uh, for content online either. For, this, for the very same reason uh, of, of supply and demand, because there is an endless inventory of content and an endless inventory of advertising, that means the prices the publishers get online for advertising is very small, plus the fact that nobody ever clicks on a banner ad ever for any reason. I mean, why would they? Okay, so I'm with you. 2%, and most of that is click fraud and mouse error. So, <laughs> so you know, uh, advertising doesn't work online any better than it did in the in the in the uh, traditional world. So, uh, uh, the solution, uh, I don't know what the solution is. I, I know for marketers, they better get used to the idea of putting their audiences together piecemeal, mm-hmm. you know, one by one, mm-hmm. and cultivating cultivating the relationships with the formerly dumb audience in a way that they can uh, not only reach them with the message, but uh, ha- have an ongoing relation- two-way relationship. Yeah, it's all about the conversation. I think that's very, very well stated. Um, unfortunately, I think we're coming to the end of our interview, which we've only begun to scratch the surface. I'm a little upset. Uh, I'm a lot upset, actually. But I, I agree with you. I think those are excellent ideas. Create a relationship with the people that are most important to you. Understand who your various publics are. Understand the language they speak. And get involved in the conversation. And hopefully, if they are talking about you, get involved so you can participate in the conversation and not be, you know, like the kid with his nose pressed up against the glass. Right? Well said. I, I commend you to the chapter in my book called Comcast Must Die, in which a heroic figure finally was sick of taking it from his uh, cable company on the chin or worse, and uh, decided to fight back and formed a little consumer jihad, and in the space of a few weeks created a parallel customer service network that Comcast was forced, shamed into participating That's in. That's awesome by going to the complainers and solving their problems on a site called ComcastMustDie.com. That is awesome. I know, I know the hero personally. He is me. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. You know, we want to do a show here called It's Not in the Notes. We've got an issue. As soon as you say you've got a customer care department, we know you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bob, I want to say thank you so much for making your awesome contribution to this radio show. Um you know, and for those of you attending the Public Relations Society of America's International Conference, this is a not to be missed keynote. For those of you who are on the fence whether or not you should go, I think we gave you enough in, uh, ammunition. Get off your butts, go book those tickets, and make sure you're there because public relations is where it's at now and forevermore. And uh, for those of you that absolutely can't make it, we will be streaming Bob's keynote live. Um, So this is Brandy Shapiro-Babin with Cover Story. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening to exclusive coverage of the annual Public Relations Society of America's International Conference, only on webmasterradio.fm. Career success. With it comes a better salary, greater responsibility, and industry prestige. Increase your chance for success by attending the PRSA 2009 International Conference, November 7 through 10 in San Diego. Learn from public relations thought leaders as they discuss the industry's hottest issues, from social media to social responsibility. Hear keynoters Ariana Huffington, Todd Buchholz, 
and Bob Garfield break down world events that influence business and affect you and network with industry contacts who can help you get ahead. Log on now to reserve your spot at the PRSA 2009 International Conference. To register, go to www.prsa.org. That's www.prsa.org. 